the world leader in Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Welcome to the business show that will change the way you look at your business practice, your organization, and yourself. This is Let's Get Radical with Liz Gold and Jody Paydar. On today's show, you'll get the straight scoop on what it means to be radical and how it can help you become the next success story. Now, here are your hosts, Jody and Liz. Welcome back. I'm Jody Paydar, and you're listening to Let's Get Radical, and we are live at the AICPA Engage event, and it's pretty cool because we do have an audience here, and um, it, it's just fun. <laughs> it, it's just fun to be on the radio and live because usually, like, I'm... Um, talking to my Skype. So <laughs> so it's a different experience for us. And we are so lucky um, to be here today all day um, and tomorrow as well. First Global has um, sponsored us as well as Walter's Kluwer. So we are so thankful and grateful for you guys to sponsor us today. So um, I'm here with David Nock again, and we are talking or we're going to continue our discussion about trends and things that are happening in the financial services industry. And we finished our last segment talking uh, about specialization. And what I want to follow up question to that is, is if we're talking about specialization, how is that going to help us scale our financial planning practice in the future? How is that going to lead to that? Yeah. So here, here's the reason I think specialization is key. So the one I mentioned before the break was, I think it's one of the best ways for a firm to differentiate itself, sort of a sea of other firms, but here's where it goes. Specialization is at the core of a content marketing strategy, right? So the way I see it is if you've got millennials or Gen Xers who are likely to be doing research before they hire professionals, they want to play a role in the financial planning process or in the you know tax and accounting process, they want to like understand it and be part of it. They're out there on the internet looking for information. They're going to find your content. They're going to explore your content. And the idea is to have your website be a pretty robust um, e-commerce solution that will allow clients to become engaged with your practice. So booking appointments, getting into the process, finding out more. And the reason why it helps with scale is if a firm can't take specialization, turn it to content marketing with a social component to it, and then convert those into prospects and leads, I think they're going to be left with sort of the traditional strategy of referrals. And referrals don't scale, right? So the only thing that really scales is, a, I think, specialization with a social presence and a robust e-commerce solution. So that kind of sounds radical. <laughs> I wish it I almost wish it didn't. I mean, I think you're right, but I almost wish it didn't, right? So so what has been the barriers to keep um firms back from doing this? Is it kind of kind of the regulatory stuff that, you know, used to be in the, or well, it still is, but um in the financial planning industry that kind of the regulations that they had the compliance stuff that's keeping people back? Or? Yeah, I mean, I think any I think any industry, including financial services, but any industry that's got a heavy regulatory component is lower on creativity and lower on entrepreneurialism than one that doesn't. And I think that's unfortunate, but it is the way it is. I also think part of it is, you know, there, there has been, whether it's a CPA firm or a wealth management practice, there have been long-standing ways of offering professional services to clients that firms just continue to engage in because they worked 10 years ago and 20 years ago, so they keep doing them today. Again, think about in the CPA firm context. How many CPA firms that you know of are practicing the way that they did 10 and 20 years ago, right? How many CPA firms do you work with focus their staff on methods, not on results? And this is the thing that keeps practices anchored in old ways of doing business. Until firms, whether it's wealth management or CPA firms, change their mindset from methods to outcomes or methods to results, those firms aren't going to get radical. They're not going to shift. (laughs) So what is First Global doing to help CPAs kind of change and um, move forward to serving their clients in a new way of working, whether via technologies or services or whatever? How are you helping firms make these changes? Yeah, so I'm going to divide this into two camps, right? So, So one, which in some respects is probably the most powerful is is our robust consulting services that our organization owns. One of the things I think that's special about First Global, in fact, it may be the most special thing about our organization is we help CPA firms get farther faster, right? A firm okay. working with us is going to be able to do more 
to build their wealth management practice the right way than they'd like you to be able to do on their own, right? So just on the consulting side alone, I think there's so many best practices that we've seen and we're aware of for the fully open-minded CPA firm that's ready to embrace new ways of doing business. We have all the people and resources that will engage with them and help them get there, right? That's the value proposition of the organization. And I don't want to underestimate that part because it'll do more than tech all day long. The second piece is technology. So First Global has been working for three years now on implementing tremendous change to all of the technology infrastructure of our organization. The purpose of this in my mind is to unleash the discretionary potential of the people in our organizations. So whether it's your firm, whether it's our firm, there's a lot of, un, there's a lot of t- uh, untapped potential because people are working in systems and processes that are outdated and technologies that don't work. Um, so we're delivering a lot of that. However, it's incumbent upon the firms to utilize the technologies that they're being given. Right. So a challenge I gave to our firms at our top client conference here recently was, go discover what your technology can do for you, become expert in it, and fully leverage all the capabilities that are at your fingertips. That creates tremendous scale. Right. And so how do you see CPAs adopting or not adopting or wanting to adopt? What do you see um, them coming to you with kind of as questions on how to change? Are they asking you about that or... How's that working? Well, I mean, I think there's lots of different questions, and it depends on the firm, right? Okay. So if it's, a large, if it's a large multi-partner firm that we're working with, some of the biggest questions are around partner engagement, partner compensation, financial advisor right. compensation. Um, so the biggest question has perpetually been, hey, how do we get partners engaged in wealth management or any other strategy that we offer? For the, for the smaller firms, the so sole practitioners, the two and three partner firms, in a lot of these cases, it's really looking for leverage and scale. Um, the, a lot of the questions around, hey, how do we get this thing to be bigger than it is today? How do we get it, be, get it to be easier? How do we get to love and enjoy our business more than we might be loving and enjoying our business today? So the questions will vary depending on how many partners really are in the CPA firm. Right. And do you think that a lot of um, uh, CPA firms want that growth? Is that kind of one of their things that they want? Or? Well, I mean, there, there's definitely two types of practices out okay. there, right? There's the enterprise firm, and then there's the lifestyle practice. Right. Um, so, I mean, we've got actually pretty good data to be able to tell based on the behavior patterns of a firm, sort of which camp they're in. I'd say about a quarter of our firms really are, by their, by their activities, really look like full enterprise practices. About three quarters are lifestyle firms. Now, there's successful lifestyle practices, but until the firm changes the mindset from being a practitioner to being a CEO, I think it's hard to go through the shift from... Um, sort of um, a lifestyle practice to something that has true enterprise value. So have you seen any younger firm owners joining you guys and wanting to do wealth management? And Definitely. So first, average age of a first global CPA who's working with us has remained unchanged over the past four years. So that's good. So that means we're bringing in younger people all the time. And it's showing up in two ways. One, we're bringing in younger CPA firm owners, right? Younger practitioners. We're also seeing our existing firms bringing in younger people as part of succession planning activity. So that's been kind of cool to see. So for the longest time, the average age of a first global financial advisor was going up about eight months every year, right? So we were not bringing in enough young people. That's changed over the past four years. So we're pretty grateful for that because it completely changes the dynamic of our conferences. It changes the dynamic of the questions that were asked. The focus on technology and social and pushing these boundaries um, are all showing up perhaps more today than they used to. So you as um, the first global president, what are things that you're concerned about in the industry that kind of keep you up at night? Like what, what, what's on your mind that you need to think about as far as resolving and to help your customers, CPAs and their firms better? I think one of the things right now, at least that's on the top of my mind is just, just the level of creativity that exists in the financial services marketplace. We've been operating under, I mean, my opinion, we've been operating under um, such a regulatory focus, such a heavy compliance burden for the past five or so years, really since the financial crisis, to me, it feels like entrepreneurialism and creativity is sort of at an all-time low for me in the industry. And that's disappointing. Yeah. Um, I don't like that. Uh, and, I, and I feel like a lot of that just is, I know it is for us, we're spending a lot of our discretionary time and talent on dealing with the next rule and the next regulation. I, I, I look forward to that slowing down for a little while, uh, hoping the industry can find its way to some more creativity as a part of that. But that part of that keeps me up at night. I think I used to worry more about succession planning 
Um, I worry a little bit less about that today. Again, I mentioned we start to see you know, more, more and more Changes young happening. people coming in. Technology's progressing pretty well. Uh, I'd want our firms to make sure they embrace it. But again, the big thing right now is just creativity industries at an all-time low. That, that troubles me. And do you think that um, kind of the compliance thing and the regulatory piece is going to open up a little bit as, you know, I know a while ago it was like you could never have a website, right? And then that changed. And now, um, you know, social media. Do you, do you see those trends changing because they're going to have to adapt to society around us? Or Yeah, not, not fast. Really? I mean, so yes, I do. I don't know that it's, you know, progressing fast enough. Especially um, for me. Right, especially for you. But you and I had this conversation a year ago, right? right. It's like, push us, come on, push us. Um, I, I'm, uh, our ARC regulatory and compliance people will tell you I'm probably a pusher, you know, pusher of this stuff as well. Right. Um, I, think it is ch- I think it's changing. I just don't know that it's changing fast enough. I also think, unfortunately, we're not bringing enough young people into both, of our, both the professions you're working in. Um, I just don't think there's enough young people in leadership positions to push the envelope. Like when I go to the AICPA's EDGE conference and I'm around all the young professionals there, I get super excited. I see how right. the boundaries can get pushed. I see all the cool stuff happening there. Um, I, that, that isn't the trend in our combined industries. There's still a lot of lifestyle business. So, so this has been a phenomenal interview, and you're going to join us um, when we bring on our next guest. But um, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for sponsoring today and um, being on Let's Get Radical. Stay tuned. First Global was founded by CPAs who believe that accounting and tax professionals are uniquely qualified to add value to their existing client relationships by offering comprehensive wealth management services. First Global believes the time is now for one of America's most trusted professions to rise up and show the world the power of true CPA financial planning. When you partner with First Global, you can be more to your clients. Play large by unleashing the power of wealth management and let go of the idea that someone else knows what What's best for your clients? Visit First Global at 1stglobal.com. CCH Access from Walters Kluwer has the power to grow, manage, and protect firms in motion through its integrated modules. These include tax preparation, centralized document management, improving client services, streamlining accounting, and managing your projects and deliverables. Accelerate growth, enhance management, and protect your organization's reputation. Visit cchgroup.com to find out more or register for a demo so we can show you what we do. That's CCH Group. Engage your learning. Engage your network. Engage your future. The AICPA Engage 2017 event happens over four days, Monday, June 12th through Thursday, June 15th, at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, Nevada. There are six conferences at the event, and you can attend one session, any session, or all sessions. Plus, if you can't make the trip, you can still take advantage of attending the event online. If you're in the accounting profession, this is a can't-miss event. Visit AICPAEngage.com. To find out more, that's AICPAEngage.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to the business show that will change the way you look at your business practice, your organization, and yourself. This is Let's Get Radical with Liz Gold and Jody Paydar. On today's show, you'll get the straight scoop on what it means to be radical and how it can help you become the next success story. Now, here are your hosts, Jody and Liz. Welcome back. I'm Jody Paydar, and you're listening to Let's Get Radical, and we are live at the AICPA Engage event, and it's pretty cool because we do have an audience here, and um, it, it's just fun. <laughs> it, it's just fun to be on the radio and live because usually, like, I'm um, talking to my Skype, so <laughs> so it's a different experience for us, and we are so lucky um, to be here today all day um, and tomorrow as well. First Global has um, sponsored us as well as Walters Kluwer. So we are so thankful and grateful for you guys to sponsor us today. So um, I'm here with David Nock again, and we are talking or we're going to continue our discussion about trends and things that are happening in the financial services industry. And we finished our last segment talking uh, about specialization and what I want to follow up question to that is, is if we're talking about specialization, how is that going to help us scale our financial 
planning practice in the future? How is that going to lead to that? Yeah, so here's the reason I think specialization is key. So the one I mentioned before the break was, I think it's one of the best ways for a firm to differentiate itself, sort of a sea of other firms. But here's where it goes. Specialization is at the core of a content marketing strategy, right? So the way I see it is, if you've got millennials or Gen Xers who are likely to be doing research before they hire professionals, they want to play a role in the financial planning process or in the you know tax and accounting process, they want to like understand it and be part of it. They're out there on the internet looking for information. They're going to find your content. They're going to explore your content. And the idea is to have your website be a pretty robust um, e-commerce solution that will allow clients to become engaged with your practice. So booking appointments, getting into the process, finding out more. And the reason why it helps with scale is if a firm can't take specialization, turn it to content marketing with a social component to it, and then convert those into prospects and leads, I think they're going to be left with sort of the traditional strategy of referrals. And referrals don't scale, right? So the only thing that really scales is, a, I think, specialization with a social presence and a robust e-commerce solution. So that kind of sounds radical. <laughs> I wish it I almost wish it didn't. I mean, I think you're right, but I almost wish it didn't, right? So so what has been the barriers to keep um, firms back from doing this? Is it kind of kind of the regulatory stuff that you know used to be in the, or well, it still is, but um, in the financial planning industry that kind of the regulations that they had the compliance stuff that's keeping people back? Or? Yeah, I mean, I think any I think any industry, including financial services, but any industry that's got a heavy regulatory component is lower on creativity and lower on entrepreneurialism than one that doesn't. And I think that's unfortunate, but it is the way it is. I also think part of it is, you know, there, there has been, whether it's a CPA firm or a wealth management practice, there have been long-standing ways of offering professional services to clients that firms just continue to engage in because they worked 10 years ago and 20 years ago, so they keep doing them today. Again, think about in the CPA firm context. How many CPA firms that you know of are practicing the way that they did 10 and 20 years ago, right? How many CPA firms do you work with focus their staff on methods, not on results? And this is the thing that keeps practices anchored in old ways of doing business. Until firms, whether it's wealth management or CPA firms, change their mindset from methods to outcomes or methods to results, those firms aren't going to get radical. They're not going to shift. (laughs) So what is First Global doing to help CPAs kind of change and um, move forward to serving their clients in a new way of working, whether via technologies or services or whatever? How are you helping firms make these changes? Yeah, so I'm going to divide this into two camps, right? So, So one, which in some respects is probably the most powerful is is our robust consulting services that our organization owns. One of the things I think that's special about First Global, in fact, it may be the most special thing about our organization is we help CPA firms get farther faster, right? A firm working with us is going to be able to do more to build their wealth management practice the right way than they'd like you to be able to do on their own. Right, so just on the consulting side alone, I think there's so many best practices that we've seen and we're aware of for the fully open-minded CPA firm that's ready to embrace new ways of doing business. We have all the people and resources that will engage with them and help them get there. Right, that's the value proposition of the organization. Right. And I don't want to underestimate that part because it'll do more than tech all day long. The second piece is technology. So First Global has been working for three years now on implementing tremendous change to all of the technology infrastructure of our organization. The purpose of this in my mind is to unleash the discretionary potential of the people in our organizations. So whether it's your firm, whether it's our firm, there's a lot of, un, there's a lot of t- uh, untapped potential because people are working in systems and processes that are outdated and technologies that don't work. Um, so we're delivering a lot of that. However, it's incumbent upon the firms to utilize the technologies that they're being given. Right. So a challenge I gave to our firms at our top client conference here recently was, go discover what your technology can do for you, become expert in it, and fully leverage all the capabilities that are at your fingertips. That creates tremendous scale. Right. And so how do you see CPAs adopting or not adopting or wanting to adopt? What do you see um, them coming to you with kind of as questions on how to change? Are they asking you about that or... How's that working? Well, I mean, I think there's lots of different questions, and it depends on the firm, right? Okay. So if it's, a large, if it's a large multi-partner firm that we're working with, some of the biggest questions are around partner engagement, partner compensation, financial advisor right. compensation. Um, so the biggest question has perpetually been, hey, how do we get partners engaged in wealth management or any other strategy that we offer? For the, for the smaller firms, the so sole practitioners, the two and three partner firms, in a lot of these cases, it's really looking for leverage and scale. Um, the, a lot of the questions around, hey, how do we get this thing to be 
bigger than it is today? How do we get it, be, get it to be easier? How do we get to love and enjoy our business more than we might be loving and enjoying our business today? So the questions will vary depending on how many partners really are in the CPA firm. Right. And do you think that a lot of um, uh, CPA firms want that growth? Is that kind of one of their things that they want? Or? Well, I mean, there, there's definitely two types of practices out okay. there, right? There's the enterprise firm. And then there's the lifestyle practice. Right. Um, so, I mean, we've got actually pretty good data to be able to tell based on the behavior patterns of a firm, sort of which camp they're in. I'd say about a quarter of our firms really are, by their, by their activities, really look like full enterprise practices. About three quarters are lifestyle firms. Now, there's successful lifestyle practices. But until the firm changes the mindset from being a practitioner to being a CEO, I think it's hard to go through the shift from... Um, sort of um, a lifestyle practice to something that has true enterprise value. So have you seen any younger firm owners joining you guys and wanting to do wealth management? And Definitely. So first, average age of a first global CPA who's working with us has remained unchanged over the past four years. So that's good. So that means we're bringing in younger people all the time. And it's showing up in two ways. One, we're bringing in younger CPA firm owners, right? Younger practitioners. We're also seeing our existing firms bringing in younger people as part of succession planning activity. So that's been kind of cool to see. So for the longest time, the average age of a first global financial advisor was going up about eight months every year, right? So we were not bringing in enough young people. That's changed over the past four years. So we're pretty grateful for that because it completely changes the dynamic of our conferences. It changes the dynamic of the questions that were asked. The focus on technology and social and pushing these boundaries um, are all showing up perhaps more today than they used to. So... You as um, the first global president, what are things that you're concerned about in the industry that kind of keep you up at night? Like what, what, what's on your mind that you need to think about as far as resolving and to help your customers, CPAs and their firms better? I think one of the things right now, at least that's on the top of my mind, is just, just the level of creativity that exists in the financial services marketplace. We've been operating under, I mean, my opinion, we've been operating under um, such a regulatory focus, such a heavy compliance burden for the past five or so years, really since the financial crisis, to me, it feels like entrepreneurialism and creativity is sort of at an all-time low for me in the industry. And that's disappointing. Yeah. Um, I don't like that. Uh, and, I, and I feel like a lot of that just is, I know it is for us, we're spending a lot of our discretionary time and talent on dealing with the next rule and the next regulation. I, I, I look forward to that slowing down for a little while, uh, hoping the industry can find its way to some more creativity as a part of that. But that, part of that keeps me up at night. I think I used to worry more about succession planning. Um, I worry a little bit less about that today. Again, I mentioned we start to see you know, more, more and more Changes young happening. people coming in. Technology's progressing pretty well. Uh, I'd want our firms to make sure they embrace it. But again, the big thing right now is just creativity industries at an all-time low. That, that troubles me. And do you think that um, kind of the compliance thing and the regulatory piece is going to open up a little bit as, you know, I know a while ago it was like you could never have a website, right? And then that changed. And now, um, you know, social media. Do you, do you see those trends changing because they're going to have to adapt to society around us or Yeah, not, not fast. Really? I mean, so yes, I do. I don't know that it's, you know, progressing fast enough. Especially um, for me. Right. Especially for you. But you and I had this conversation a year ago, right? right. It's like, push us. Come on, push us. Um, I, I'm, uh, our ARC regulatory and compliance people will tell you I'm probably a pusher, you know, pusher of this stuff as well. Right. Um, I, think it is ch- I think it's changing. I just don't know that it's changing fast enough. I also think, unfortunately, we're not bringing enough young people into both, of our, both the professions you're working in. Um, I just don't think there's enough young people in leadership positions to push the envelope. Like when I go to the AICPA's EDGE conference and I'm around all the young professionals there, I get super excited. I see how right. the boundaries can get pushed. I see all the cool stuff happening there. Um, I, that, that isn't the trend in our combined industries. There's still a lot of lifestyle business. So, so this has been a phenomenal interview, and you're going to join us um, when we bring on our next guest. But um, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for sponsoring today and um, being on Let's Get Radical. Stay tuned. First Global was founded by CPAs who believe that accounting and tax professionals are uniquely qualified to add value to their existing client relationships by offering comprehensive wealth management services. First Global believes the time is now for one of America's most trusted professions to rise up and show the world the power of true CPA financial planning. When you partner with First Global, you can be more to your clients. Play large by unleashing the power of wealth management and let go of the idea that someone else knows what What's best for your clients? Visit First Global at 1stglobal.com. 
CCH Access from Walters Kluwer has the power to grow, manage, and protect firms in motion through its integrated modules. These include tax preparation, centralized document management, improving client services, streamlining accounting, and managing your projects and deliverables. Accelerate growth, enhance management, and protect your organization's reputation. Visit cchgroup.com to find out more or register for a demo so we can show you what we do. That's cchgroup.com. Engage your learning. Engage your network. Engage your future. The AICPA Engage 2017 event happens over four days, Monday, June 12th through Thursday, June 15th, at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, Nevada. There are six conferences at the event, and you can attend one session, any session, or all sessions. Plus, if you can't make the trip, you can still take advantage of attending the event online. If you're in the accounting profession, this is a can't-miss event. Visit AICPAengage.com to find out more. That's AICPAengage.com. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to the business show that will change the way you look at your business practice, your organization, and yourself. This is Let's Get Radical with Liz Gold and Jody Padar. On today's show, you'll get the straight scoop on what it means to be radical and how it can help you become the next success story. Now, here are your hosts, Jody and Liz. Welcome back. I'm Jody Paydar, and you're listening to Let's Get Radical. And we are live at the AICPA Engage event. And it's pretty cool because we're live, and I'm usually not live. So it's really nice to be sitting here next to my interviewees. Um, and we have two guests now, um, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. But my first guest, uh, David, I want to ask you even before you introduce yourself. Sure. Um, What'd you do in Vegas last night? Oh, gosh. Wow. <laughs> uh, went to dinner and, uh, and chilled out. Nice. Yeah. No, come on. Lost at pool to oh, me. Lost at pool. <laughs> yes. Yes. So lost two games. So oh, cool. That's it. Yeah. And have you um, gone to any of the sessions this week so far? And did you learn anything? I skipped them all. <laughs> no, actually, I've been attending all the, all the sessions yeah, from the beginning. And they're all good. Good uh, sessions. Very good. Awesome. Good Thank information. You. Yes. Thank you. So um, go ahead now and introduce yourself. I'm David Monheit. I'm a, a CPA, and uh, my practice focuses as the CFO for our clients. Uh, you know, we focus on the, the tax preparation, tax planning, uh, investment planning, financial planning, investment management, and one of my favorites is actually a state settlement. Uh, my practice is out in Surprise, Arizona. And surprise <laughs> is, um, you know, it's really the Sun City, the original Sun City uh, concept that Dell Web created. So it's filled with retirees and they're such a great, uh, great demographic to work with. Nice. So you do a lot with financial service advocacy. So tell us a little bit about what that means to you and why you got involved in it. Well, I got involved, I, I was asked actually, you know, by... David and, and the team at First Global, but, uh, you know, unknowingly to me, uh, once I got involved, I was very passionate about uh, the concepts and ideas that we, that we advocate for, you know, for our profession and our clients. So I, uh, I'm on the advisory, the um, advisor council to the FSI, you know, so the FSI deals in, in, I guess, you know, two sections there, you know, from the broker-dealer perspective and also from the advisor perspective. So I come from the advisor perspective and we, uh, you know, bring our issues to the table. And, um, and the most exciting, you know, part of it is actually uh, the Capitol Hill Day where we uh, get in front of the Congress people, the lawmakers. and uh, You got to go to Capitol Hill? I did. How cool is that? It's radical. It is radical. Right. And did you radical. know, yeah. like, when you got involved in this, that you were gonna that going to Capitol Hill was part of it, or did that like they spring that on you later? It, it kind of got sprung, but uh, <laughs> you know, I knew it was there. Uh, certainly didn't know what it felt like to do it until the first time, which was a year ago, and you know, just really got into it. What did it feel like? It just it feels satisfying. You know, the topics are from the heart. You know, they mean. Right a lot to uh, my clients, myself, the profession, 
and um, and they listen to us. The, uh, the lawmakers actually listen to us and respond. And did you? So when you say they listen to you, did you feel like they were really they they were really listening? Because sometimes you know I watch TV, I'm like, ah, eh, they don't really care about like regular America. But you really felt that they were like interested in our issues, and they were going to change the law or advocate for them. I did feel that way. Yes. Yes. So that's really positive. I, I love hearing that because, you know, mm-hmm. we don't always get that right now. Right. How does um, First Global help with this in, as far as advocating for um, financial advisors? Sure. So our, our organization is also a member of the Financial Services Institute. So we're a, you know, we're a firm member. David's a, an individual financial advisor member. So we, we participate there as well. We've got a number of our executives on committees with the FSI. We participate in Capitol Hill Day along with David. So I think it's, well, I'll come back to that later, but I think it's really important for financial advisors or CPAs, but for individual practitioners to become involved in advocacy with their elected representatives. There's not enough individual voices in the process. So pretty excited to have David there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So David, what made you decide to get involved? What was like, you're just like, yes, I want to do this. Or someone asked and you were thinking, okay, I'll try it. Sure. Uh, one of my fellow uh, First Global Advisors mentioned it to me. He was on the advisor, advisory council and uh, he said I'd be a perfect fit for it. And so uh, it took a while and, uh, you know, thanks, Keeve. Uh, so I got involved. And, um, you know, like I said, once I got involved, I, I was fired up about it. it. It's the right, a good fit for me. So aside so. from going to the Capitol Hill Day, what are some of the other things that you do um, ongoing throughout the year? Well, there are various uh, conference calls that they put together for us to, to hear about. And what that does, that keeps me informed about the issues that are out there. And, uh, you know, with that, I can speak to my fellow professionals, my clients, uh, Anybody, you know, just to really um, educate the community and, and society, uh, you know, about what the issues are and what's important. And so now this, um, uh, this group that you're part of, is it kind of a pretty cool club or a group? Like, you're pretty tight. Do you, do you talk to them other times during the year or are you just focus on issues or have they become your peers and to connect with them? Over time, they, they become peers. Um, but I think the biggest energy happens after the the Capitol Hill day, you know, so right. we're all like connected going through the, you know, the, the meetings and, you know, patting each other on the back after a good discussion <laughs> with a lawmaker. And, you know, it's just a, it's a great feeling. That's awesome. That fun. is. So, and what have your clients thought about it when you tell them that you're part of this group that, you know, advocates on their behalf? Do they love it or? They uh, they love it. They, uh, you know, of course, I, I discuss the issues with them and make sure they understand them. And then they're like, yeah, you know, David, you're the perfect fit for that, you know. <laughs> you're the that, bomb. <laughs> that, yeah, the perfect fit for that, that, you know, position. So they're very happy. Yeah. And, uh, and supportive. So have so. you seen it come back to you? How have you seen being involved in something other than just your business come back to you from a business perspective? You know, from the FSI, you're yes, saying? Yes, from the FSI. Yeah. Well, the, uh, and David, you could jump in on this, but last year's uh, topics, one of them passed pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. The Senior Safe Act, I think is what Correct. it was. So, so yeah. I'll, I'll give you so. an example of something that happened in the state of Texas. We, we do the work in two places. We do it at the federal level. We do it at the state level. So I'll give you an example because it's recent. Texas legislature meets every once every two years. There is a rule that we needed to have put on the books to allow financial advisors like David or advisors in Texas to be able to report financial elder abuse without getting in trouble. Financial advisors hesitate to make make comments because of HIPAA or privacy violations. So we actually, we actually, through our advocacy work, got that bill passed in the, Texas, uh, in the Texas legislature. That's the kind of example of the work that we do is get bills that make sense for financial advisors passed through either the federal government or at the state level. Yeah, that's really cool. So um, if you were to talk to a young advisor, what would be a words of wisdom that you would leave them? With the FSI concept? Either way, with the FSI or with just starting new practice. Starting a new practice. Well, you have to be passionate about what you do. And uh, I think that's key. So that that falls into um, the profession itself and also the advocacy you know, that we, uh, you know, put forth through the FSI. That, that passion, that, uh, you know, energy 
definitely passes through and makes a difference, you know, t- to yourself and your clients and, uh, you know, the uh, decision makers. Awesome. Awesome. Great words of wisdom. And thank you for being a guest on our show today. This was Welcome. great. Thank, thank you, you for being radical. Yes. And stay tuned um, for when we come back. First Global was founded by CPAs who believe that accounting and tax professionals are uniquely qualified to add value to their existing client relationships by offering comprehensive wealth management services. First Global believes the time is now for one of America's most trusted professions to rise up and show the world the power of true CPA financial planning. When you partner with First Global, you can be more to your clients. Play large by unleashing the power of wealth management and let go of the idea that someone else knows what What's best for your clients? Visit First Global at 1stglobal.com. CCH Access from Walters Kluwer has the power to grow, manage, and protect firms in motion through its integrated modules. These include tax preparation, centralized document management, improving client services, streamlining accounting, and managing your projects and deliverables. Accelerate growth, enhance management, and protect your organization's reputation. Visit cchgroup.com to find out more or register for a demo so we can show you what we do. That's cchgroup.com. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to the business show that will change the way you look at your business practice, your organization, and yourself. This is Let's Get Radical with Liz Gold and Jody Paydar. On today's show, you'll get the straight scoop on what it means to be radical and how it can help you become the next success story. Now, here are your hosts, Jody and Liz. Welcome back. I'm Jody Paydar, and you're listening to Let's Get Radical, and we are live at the AICPA Engage event. And it's pretty cool because we do have an audience here, and um, it, it's just fun. <laughs> it, it's just fun to be on the radio and live because usually, like, I'm um, talking to my Skype. So, <laughs> so it's a different experience for us, and we are so lucky um, to be here today all day um, and tomorrow as well. First Global has um, sponsored us as well as Walters Kluwer. So we are so thankful and grateful for you guys to sponsor us today. So um, I'm here with David Nock again, and we are talking or we're going to continue our discussion about trends and things that are happening in the financial services industry. And we finished our last segment talking uh, about specialization and what I want to follow up question to that is, is if we're talking about specialization, how is that going to help us scale our financial planning practice in the future? How is that going to lead to that? Yeah. So here, here's the reason I think specialization is key. So the one I mentioned before the break was, I think it's one of the best ways for a firm to differentiate itself, sort of a sea of other firms, but here's where it goes. Specialization is at the core of a content marketing strategy, right? So the way I see it is if you've got millennials or Gen Xers who are likely to be doing research before they hire professionals, they want to play a role in the financial planning process or in the you know tax and accounting process, they want to like understand it and be part of it. They're out there on the internet looking for information. They're going to find your content. They're going to explore your content. And the idea is to have your website be a pretty robust um, e-commerce solution that will allow clients to become engaged with your practice. So booking appointments, getting into the process, finding out more. And the reason why it helps with scale is if a firm can't take specialization, turn it to content marketing with a social component to it, and then convert those into prospects and leads, I think they're going to be left with sort of the traditional strategy of referrals. And referrals don't scale, right? So the only thing that really scales is, a, I think, specialization with a social presence and a robust e-commerce solution. So that kind of sounds radical. <laughs> I wish it. I almost wish it didn't. I mean, I think you're right, but I almost wish it didn't, right? So, so what has been the barriers to keep um, firms back from doing this? Is it kind of, kind of the regulatory stuff that 
you know, used to be in, the, or well, it still is, but um, in the financial planning industry, that kind of the regulations that they had, the compliance stuff that's keeping people back. Or- yeah, I mean, I think any, I think any industry, including financial services, but any industry that's got a heavy regulatory component is lower on creativity and lower on entrepreneurialism than one that doesn't. And I think that's unfortunate, but it is the way it is. I also think part of it is, you know, there there has been whether it's a CPA firm or a wealth management practice, there have been long-standing ways of offering professional services to clients that firms just continue to engage in because they worked 10 years ago and 20 years ago, so they keep doing them today. Again, think about in the CPA firm context. How many CPA firms that you know of are practicing the way that they did 10 and 20 years ago, right? How many CPA firms do you work with focus their staff on methods, not on results? And this is the thing that keeps practices anchored in old ways of doing business. Until firms, whether it's wealth management or CPA firms, change their mindset from methods to outcomes or methods to results, those firms aren't going to get radical. They're not going to shift. (laughs) So what is First Global doing to help CPAs kind of change and um, move forward to serving their clients in a new way of working, whether via technologies or services or whatever? How are you helping firms make these changes? Yeah, so I'm going to divide this into two camps, right? So, So one, which in some respects is probably the most powerful is is our robust consulting services that our organization owns. One of the things I think that's special about First Global, in fact, it may be the most special thing about our organization is we help CPA firms get farther faster, right? A firm working with us is going to be able to do more to build their wealth management practice the right way than they'd like you to be able to do on their own. Right, so just on the consulting side alone, I think there's so many best practices that we've seen and we're aware of for the fully open-minded CPA firm that's ready to embrace new ways of doing business. We have all the people and resources that will engage with them and help them get there. Right, that's the value proposition of the organization. Right. And I don't want to underestimate that part because it'll do more than tech all day long. The second piece is technology. So First Global has been working for three years now on implementing tremendous change to all of the technology infrastructure of our organization. The purpose of this, in my mind, is to unleash the discretionary potential of the people in our organizations. So whether it's your firm, whether it's our firm, there's a lot of, un, there's a lot of t- uh, untapped potential because people are working in systems and processes that are outdated and technologies that don't work. Um, so we're delivering a lot of that. However, it's incumbent upon the firms to utilize the technologies that they're being given. Right. So a challenge I gave to our firms at our top client conference here recently was, go discover what your technology can do for you, become expert in it, and fully leverage all the capabilities that are at your fingertips. That creates tremendous scale. Right. And so how do you see CPAs adopting or not adopting or wanting to adopt? What do you see um, them coming to you with kind of as questions on how to change? Are they asking you about that or... How's that working? Well, I mean, I think there's lots of different questions, and it depends on the firm, right? Okay. So if it's, a large, if it's a large multi-partner firm that we're working with, some of the biggest questions are around partner engagement, partner compensation, financial advisor right. compensation. Um, so the biggest question has perpetually been, hey, how do we get partners engaged in wealth management or any other strategy that we offer? For the, for the smaller firms, the so sole practitioners, the two and three partner firms, in a lot of these cases, it's really looking for leverage and scale. Um, the, a lot of the questions around, hey, how do we get this thing to be bigger than it is today? How do we get it, be, get it to be easier? How do we get to love and enjoy our business more than we might be loving enjoying our business today? So the questions will vary depending on how many partners really are in the CPA firm. Right. And do you think that a lot of um, uh, CPA firms want that growth? Is that kind of one of their things that they want? Or? Well, I mean, there, there's definitely two types of practices out okay. there, right? There's the enterprise firm, and then there's the lifestyle practice. Right. Um, so, I mean, we've got actually pretty good data to be able to tell based on the behavior patterns of a firm, sort of which camp they're in. I'd say about a quarter of our firms really are, by their, by their activities, really look like full enterprise practices. About three quarters are lifestyle firms. Now, they're successful lifestyle practices. But until the firm changes the mindset from being a practitioner to being a CEO, I think it's hard to go through the shift from... Um, sort of um, a lifestyle practice to something that has true enterprise value. So have you seen any younger firm owners joining you guys and wanting to do wealth management? And Definitely. So first, average age of a first global CPA who's working with us has remained unchanged over the past four years. So that's good. So that means we're bringing in younger people all the time. And it's showing up in two ways. One, we're bringing in younger CPA firm owners, right? Younger practitioners. We're also seeing our existing firms bringing in younger people as part of succession planning activity. So that's been kind of cool to see. So for the longest time, the average age of 
us, First Global Financial Advisor was going up about eight months every year, right? So right. we were not bringing in enough young people. That's changed over the past four years. So we're pretty grateful for that because it completely changes the dynamic of our conferences. It changes the dynamic of the questions that were asked. The focus on technology and social and pushing these boundaries um, are all showing up perhaps more today than they used to. So... You as um, the first global president, what are things that you're concerned about in the industry that kind of keep you up at night? Like what, what, what's on your mind that you need to think about as far as resolving and to help your customers, CPAs and their firms better? I think one of the things right now, at least that's on the top of my mind, is just, just the level of creativity that exists in the financial services marketplace. We've been operating under, I mean, my opinion, we've been operating under um, such a regulatory focus, such a heavy compliance burden for the past five or so years, really since the financial crisis, to me, it feels like entrepreneurialism and creativity is sort of at an all-time low for me in the industry. And that's disappointing. Yeah. Um, I don't like that. Uh, and, I, and I feel like a lot of that just is, I know it is for us, we're spending a lot of our discretionary time and talent on dealing with the next rule and the next regulation. I, I, I look forward to that slowing down for a little while, uh, hoping the industry can find its way to some more creativity as a part of that. But that part of that keeps me up at night. I think I used to worry more about succession planning. Um, I worry a little bit less about that today. Again, I mentioned we start to see you know, more, more and more Changes young happening. people coming in. Technology is progressing pretty well. Uh, I'd want our firms to make sure they embrace it. But again, the big thing right now is just creativity industries at an all-time low. That, that troubles me. And do you think that um, kind of the compliance thing and the regulatory piece is going to open up a little bit as, you know, I know a while ago it was like you could never have a website, right? And then that changed. And now, um, you know, social media. Do you, do you see those trends changing because they're going to have to adapt to society around us? Or Yeah, not, not fast. Really? I mean, so yes, I do. I don't know that it's, you know, progressing fast enough. Especially um, for me. Right, especially for you. But you and I had this conversation a year ago, right? right. It's like, push us, come on, push us. Um, I, I'm I, our, our regulatory and compliance people will tell you I'm probably a pusher, you know, pusher of this stuff as well. Right. Um, I think it is. Cha- I think it's changing. I just don't know that it's changing fast enough. I also think, unfortunately, we're not bringing enough young people into both of our both the professions you're working in. Um, I just don't think there's enough young people in leadership positions to push the envelope. Like when I go to the AICPA's Edge Conference and I'm around all the young professionals there, I get super excited. I see how right. the boundaries can get pushed. I see all the cool stuff happening there. Um, I, that, that isn't the trend in our combined industries. There's still a lot of lifestyle business. So, so this has been a phenomenal interview, and you're going to join us um, when we bring on our next guest. But um, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for sponsoring today and um, being on Let's Get Radical. Stay tuned. First Global was founded by CPAs who believe that accounting and tax professionals are uniquely qualified to add value to their existing client relationships by offering comprehensive wealth management services. First Global believes the time is now for one of America's most trusted professions to rise up and show the world the power of true CPA financial planning. When you partner with First Global, you can be more to your clients. Play large by unleashing the power of wealth management and let go of the idea that someone else knows what best for your clients. Visit First Global at 1stglobal.com. CCH Access from Walters Kluwer has the power to grow, manage, and protect firms in motion through its integrated modules. These include tax preparation, centralized document management, improving client services, streamlining accounting, and managing your projects and deliverables. Accelerate growth, enhance management, and protect your organization's reputation. Visit cchgroup.com to find out more or register for a demo so we can show you what we do. That's cchgroup.com. Engage your learning, engage your network, engage your future. The AICPA Engage 2017 event happens over four days, Monday, June 12th through Thursday, June 15th at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, Nevada. There are six conferences at the event, and you can attend one session, any session, or all sessions. Plus, if you can't make the trip, you can still take advantage of attending the event online. If you're in the accounting profession, this is a can't-miss event. Visit AICPAEngage.com. To find out more, that's AICPAEngage.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to Let's Get Radical. Please join Liz Gold and Jody Paydar again next Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time 
on the Voice America Business Channel. This week, it's time for you to get radical. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and accept. Experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. 
and you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America.